Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Front Porch Political Talk Show with your host, Hatton Humphrey bringing you thoughtful comments on the news of the day, as well as lessons from the past and insights into things to come. We offer our comments and invite you to add your own. Good evening, everyone. It is Sunday, July 10th, 2016. This is the Front Porch Political Talk Show. My name is Hatton Humphrey, and I thank everyone for listening in. Our show is produced through TalkShoe, which provides two ways to be a part of the call. You can dial in area code 724-444-7444. The TalkCast ID is 75570. You can also join us on the web-based text chat at TalkShoe.com slash TC slash 75570. We also stream the recording session into Second Life, where you can join us there in uh, Shores Lounge um, on Cheertopia. For information on joining us for a recording, you can go to our website at frontporchtalk.net. Um, there you will find the articles for all of our shows that we've recorded, uh, as well as the past 70 episodes of the Front Porch Political Talk Show and the 380-plus episodes of the East Coast Conservative Podcast. Um, now, if you're listening on Red State Talk Radio, Stitcher.com, on iTunes, or your favorite podcast player, you can email comments to conservativepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at EC Conservative or on Facebook at facebook.com slash front porch political talk. Now, for those that haven't listened in a while, we, we pick a subject, we, we pick some articles, and we try to stay on it. That doesn't always happen. Tonight, I kind of feel like we're in an alternate reality. Um, I, I almost wanted to say, are we at war? I almost wanted to say... Um, is should do we need a kumbaya moment? I almost wanted to say a lot of things, but with everything that has gone on uh, in the past week, it, it's it's kind of made me wonder if either there is a very Machiavellian scheme going on, or if you know God's just messing with our brains. I'm not exactly sure which of those holds true. Um, well, you, you must never discount the possibility of a false flag. Exactly. Hence the Machiavellian, Machiavellian scheme. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I wish I could play um, music clips because I almost played, the, I, I almost want to play the second verse from Weird Al's parody of Royals. It's called Foil. Because um, that song has been going on in my head more often than I care to admit. Uh, if you haven't heard it um, and want to laugh, search on YouTube for FOIL, F-O-I-L. Now, we do like to start with a funny, interesting, or kind of different story. And tonight, um, just out of the blue, I found this one, and I had to bring it in. 
two men tried to rob a McDonald's in eastern France, only to be violently thwarted by 11 off-duty force, command- force commandos who were having lunch. <laughs> they, were, they were armed. They, they, they were fully armed. They were in the, in the McDonald's. Yes, they were. <laughs> My God. Um, okay. Yeah, not spotted by the robbers. Uh, or the two men stormed into a McDonald's in Eco Valentin uh, near um, Bessanon. I'm butchering the, the names again. About 9 p.m. Sunday. Um, somewhere in France. Somewhere in France. Not spotted by the robbers, however, were 11 men eating lunch who were members of. Uh, Groupe d'Intervention de la Germande Nationale, or GIGN, the French Armed Forces Elite Counterterrorism Unit. <laughs> um, the GIGN is roughly equivalent to the U.S. Navy SEALs and Army Special Operations Forces. Uh, the commandos. Those, wait- those two guys. Those two guys <laughs> should not buy a lottery ticket for the rest of their lives. No, no, they, they have should not. no luck at all. <laughs> um, they, you know, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they weren't interested in the McRibs. I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe. In, in, in keeping with political correctness, we never get to know their uh, uh, their their religious preference. Well, I, uh, that'll work too. But I'm, I'm guessing they don't eat pork. Um, yeah, the anyway, keep going. The the are the officers waited for the confrontation to clear, so that they didn't uh, alert or harm the other patrons that were eating, and then met the robbers outside and stopped them. One man was shot in the stomach, and the other was seriously injured, falling down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is. This is starting to sound like training day. Oh, he fell down the stairs. He fell down the stairs. <laughs> Look, he did it again. <laughs> Actually, I was I was more thinking Monty Python and the quest for the Holy Grail. Run away! Um, the, the local newspaper quoted investigators as describing the suspects as men in their 20s from Montbéliard in the French Comté region. Prosecutors said they faced charges of armed robbery and commission of violence. Um McDonald's didn't immediately respond to the request for comment Wednesday, but it's probably safe to say the suspects were, were being McGrilled by the authorities. <laughs> All right, that was a funny one. That, I enjoyed that. That you know, is, is going to chastise us about <laughs> how we're how we're having so much fun with other people's misfortunes, and well, I, I it's true. I'm um, it. More groaning at bad puns. It's it's, it's oh, okay. bad puns. It, well, it, 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 at least France doesn't have the death penalty. Otherwise, they'd be fried. Um, oh, stop I, that! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, and we open with these fun stories, and and it's not always because you know, we don't have anything else to open with. It's because when we look at the rest of the articles, we're, it's, it's, it's to lower our blood pressure. Um, you know, one of the first things that happened on, uh, on July 5th, unless you have been living under a rock, um, the, the news came out, there was a press conference from the FBI that listed all of the charges that are all of the things that the, former Secretary of State had done 
with not one but three email servers across multiple administrators and multiple devices as part of their investigation into the email scandal. And he sat there and listed off. They they found 110 items that wins 110 email chains that contained classified material when they were sent. They fell, found, I think they said three or five additional items that were classified after they were sent. Um, they found items that were, um, you know, one of the delete, one of the servers had the email software uninstalled, but the drives were not wiped. You know, all of these things that the FBI dug through and, you know, I was standing at my office, you know, at work, wondering, okay, how many different charges is he going to re recommend that the uh, Department of Justice file? And then he turns around and says, no reasonable prosecutor would bring charges, therefore we do not recommend charges be brought. Um, they were sloppy, they were incompetent in, e in handling their email. We have to realize that Director Comey loves his children, loves his grandchildren, and he had just gotten them back over the Fourth of July holidays because Clinton's cronies had kidnapped him, put a blanket over their head, and said, if you do not not prosecute, we're going to hold him indefinitely. So you can't blame the director for coming to the conclusions which he did because he loves his family. You know, that's just he He took an oath to protect and serve like all the cops do like uh, those who serve in the military do. And every one of them accepts the, the, the subtext there that from time to time they may have to do things that are very harmful to themselves and indirectly to their families, like they could get killed. Well, you have to and and, and nobody, nobody gets an excuse uh, because of threats and, and, and fear of loss. That's not part of the game. If if that's what you want, you should work in a in a McDonald's. You can't. Well, you shouldn't be the director of the FBI. Well, that's what it is. If you look at Justice Roberts. Why did Justice Roberts become the deciding vote in the dissent against Obamacare? Because something weird. Not... Something weird about Pomeranians in a hotel room. I think. Well, something like that effect. But he didn't want to be the one to be the end all be all of that issue. He. As a coward said, well, we'll let the American people decide. You know what? You were put there in that spot to make that decision. But you said, to hell with the oath that I took. I'm going to form it out to somebody else. Because he was a coward. Because he was afraid of what was going to happen with public opinion. The same thing with Comey. Comey should have said, you know what? I, will, I have given you a list of reasons why I'm, I should indict her. Therefore, I will indict her. But he was a coward. And they're all cowards at this point. They love living off of the taxpayers' teeth, but they're cowards when it comes to what's right and just for American society. This is this about is, the Marines. This, this is about the Marines. So, yeah, and, and, and the, thing that, the thing that I knew was going to happen was because... It, because the media has now taken the email and the FBI discussion and said, oh, there was no intent. There was no, it wasn't, he, she didn't do it maliciously. She didn't do it with any intent to break the law. And, and we all, we, 
we all know. In day one in frickin' law school, they teach you that ignorance is no excuse. Exactly. You don't have to intend anything. I know. If you, if, uh, I don't know if you saw the, the hearing the next day and uh, Trey Gowdy um, was arguing with Comey. And, and Comey made the statement that he doesn't prosecute people who didn't know they were doing any wrong. And, and, yes, and yes. Trey, Dow, Trey Gowdy was absolutely astounded. And he said, well, of course you do. And, and Comey said, no, I don't. And I've never done that in my life. And then Gowdy said, well, I was a gutter prosecutor, and I can show you a whole lot of people who think killing people is okay. <laughs> and and even, then they just, beyond, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, even beyond that, at this point in our history, it is literally physically impossible to know all the laws. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're at the point where ignorance of the law should be an excuse because there are just so damn many of them. Well, there is okay. that too. But it, I mean, there. This wasn't a arcane subtlety somewhere. This yeah. was the most secret of secrets, and any fool would know that she was trading in unbelievably dangerous information. And he, all he had to say was that she wasn't very sophisticated. Well. I mean, first of all, if she's not sophisticated enough to figure out that using the names and operating procedures for some of our deepest spies on the planet, it, then she sure as hell isn't sophisticated enough to even drive a freaking car. Well, she I mean, she, that in 30 years, so. Well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it, it, it denies plausibility to believe that somehow she didn't know that revealing the identities and procedures of some of our deepestly buried assets w- would be a mistake, w- would be harmful. Different I'd like to know how many, I, you know, the thing we will never know is how many assets we lost, how many corpses there are in unmarked graves because of what she did. We will never know the answer to that question. We there, are, there are cell blocks at Livingworth full of people who did one-tenth of what she's done and will be spending the rest of their lives there. The I, let's get, let's get back to the Marine. First, well, yeah, let's, let's get back to the Marine. Any Marine who had done one-tenth of what Hillary Clinton has done would be at Leavenworth right now, and I'm sure that's a host of them. These are people who voluntarily gave up their lives for the country. The, the Marine, the Marine was the Marine was going to write a, a memoirs about his time in in Vietnam, about Vietnam in Afghanistan. So he, he collected confidential, not even secret or top secret. He collected com, confidential, time expiring information on his computer, and he, as he was going through his notes, he realized that he had information on a crooked. Uh, Afghan officer, and he quickly emailed his replacement in Afghanistan to warn him about that guy. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was transmitting confidential information in a public thing caused him to get kicked out of the service. And he is he he is um, uh, he he may be facing uh, jail time for it. And yeah, he is yeah. using. Here, he is, you guys know how I feel about keeping secrets. When I first read this story, I said, you know, probably he did the right thing, but damn it, keeping secrets is important. If you don't keep secrets, you, you, you bring on defeat, 
and, and if you do keep secrets, you get victory and at least survival. So I, my first impulse was, let him hang. He shouldn't have done that. But it's become clear that under the current rules, the you know, like the only the little people have to keep secrets, and by little they mean everybody but us. So the the whole premise for keeping secrets, the whole premise for security, is no longer binding. It it's been peed on and thrown in the gutter. Yeah, yeah, and and he's using the the precedent that has been set by the Department of Justice and by Director Comey's recommendations as a defense. And the Department of State. You know, yep. you, there's such yep. a thing as past, past practice. Mm -hmm. The only problem is Hillary would have been judged by a public jury. What this Marine is facing is a military tribunal, and the laws and the rules are different for those two entities. So this man is going to hang at Leavenworth. No, he's, he's not going to hang at Leavenworth. Um, he was not charged criminally in the case. A board of inquiry has recommended his removal from the service in, in December of 2013 after it found the, doc the documents, um, but he has been cooperative, you know, from the time, I I'm guessing from the time that he, he emailed his replacement. He, he showed them to him. He said, I have to admit that I've got this information. He mm -hmm. volunteered the information because he thought... It would be okay. Yeah. Because the, the information, and if you read other, other sources, the information was not, was time sensitive. After some amount of time, it no longer was valuable, but it hadn't been declassified. So it was still on his computer, even though it had expired, unquote, and they still are throwing him out of the service. I mean, that, that's as minor an infraction as you can have. Yep. Well, let's illustrate what this person can be up against. He will face a possible dishonorable discharge, which means the benefits and the entitlement that he had secure as a Marine will be null and void. That means no VA help, no pension, no whatever. Then, on top of that, he can't even vote anymore. And that's all because he thought he was doing uh, the right I, I th thing. I think, I think they're going to give him a general discharge. Yeah, they're not. Okay. You're, you're, that's, that's Joseph, you're, you're applying. But in worst-case scenario, that's what happens to him. A person, a brave Marine who decided upon himself to join the service and did what he thought was right and followed and tried to follow procedure, including in his own investigation, what is the worst thing that could happen to him? He will be cast out as a little bit less than a citizen, nothing more than a common criminal at that point. I yes. agree. Now, if he does get a general discharge, and I hope he does, then he will still not be able to get some of the benefits that's entitled to him. Now, on the other hand, we have a former Secretary of State who is exonerated for leaking out some of the highly classified information of this country. And her reward? She's a Democratic nominee for President of the United States. Well, and, and that, 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 that takes us And likely wins. And that takes us to the next article, because while she has been, um, I'll use the word exonerated, um, you know, from a investigation. Uh, not prosecuted. Yeah, she was not prosecuted. She, she yeah. has not been prosecuted. She's not been prosecuted. Um, her, you know, the it, it is astounding the number of places I have seen that you would never expect to see fact check 
and bounce the the first three quarters or actually seven eighths of Director Comey's press conference against the things that she has said to the to the American public, to her sponsors, to the DNC, and maybe even under oath. The fact that NPR and and I'm an NPR listener, I say that and everybody goes, huh? But the fact I know the bias and I know how to listen to it so that I I don't you know I don't let it sway me. But the fact that NPR was even took the time to line up and compare and say this was a lie, this was a lie, this was a lie. We we can sit here and say um, you know on the lie uh, on Clinton's lie. I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. The facts, the FBI identified at least 113 emails. Um, <clears throat> on Clinton's lie, I never received or sent any material that was marked classified. The facts, Clinton has separately clung to you a... You mean Associated Press? Oh, AP. This yeah. article is by AP. Yeah, this one was AP. NPR also had it. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, the... Um, Comey said that said that there were marked emails with a very small number, but that's not the only standard for judging how officials handle sensitive material, he added. Um, on Clinton's lie, I responded right away and provided all my emails that could possibly be related. The facts, not so. Comey said that when his forensic team examined Clinton's server, it found there were several thousand work-related emails that were not in the group of 30,000 that had been returned by Clinton to the State Department. Um, which is a which is a libertarian leading magazine. I think the website is reason.org. Did a nice contrast and comparison with Hillary Clinton's comments over the last two years and Director Comey's announcement on Tuesday. And I invite all the listeners to go to the website and to see this because it debunks all of what she says as lies. Yeah, and, and, and the article just goes on and on and on and on. Now, for those that have just joined us, I know quite a few people just walked into uh, our spot on Second Life, and then there's also um, some folks that have jumped in on, on TalkShoe. If you're looking for the articles that we're talking about in any of the episodes, the website for the show is at frontporchtalk.net. Um, if you want to jump in and, and send comments in TalkShoe or in, in Facebook or bit. In Second Life, I'll get the right place in a minute. We're in way too many places. Just use the text chat and ask questions. Um, so it, it, the reason that I include this article is the fact that the court of public opinion will hold sway over Hillary Clinton. Because I have, I have memories of, of walking through airports, and I, I was on a business trip, and as I'm walking into uh, Baltimore BWI, I'm sitting there, and there's this guy sitting on the phone, and he's just repeating every single lie that Clinton said to somebody on the phone. And, and I had to bite my tongue because I didn't feel like getting into into a, a political conversation at that point in time. But it just, you know, there are so many people that have that have put their trust in this woman. As their as their nominee, that are now going to be looking at uh, at at the statements that even their own biased media sources have to say this is a lie, and 
and, and the, they're going to be questioning their their loyalties to her. The Bernie Sanders people, a lot of Bernie Sanders people were jumping in with, you know, re, reusing the, the, the Trump hashtag rigged system. Yeah, it, it, well, I, I, I certainly hope you're right, Hat. Very frankly, I, I don't have the same level of hope anymore that you seem to have. Go ahead, Joseph. Let me take devil's advocate. Except for the last five minutes of the press conference that Director Comey had, what he did was lay out the case against Hillary Clinton. That last five minutes was pretty much him saying there is no prosecutor in this administration that will prosecute Hillary Clinton. And that's something that everyone with an IQ of two couldn't realize. But what he did do, he is someone who was appointed by the administration, has served as a director of the FBI under the administration, who is saying, this is what she is guilty of. We will not prosecute because we feel like the, that this administration will never prosecute this person. But I am laying out a guideline for the Republicans, or who have you, to go after this woman. And if I were Donald Trump's campaign team, I would take every word that the director said verbatim, place it on an ad, and just stick Hillary's face saying, I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, the, the video editing would be very, very easy. It, okay, it, let, me, let me be the devil's advocate to the devil's advocate. Go ahead. How many people? How many people in Southern California waving Mexican flags watched Comey's uh, uh, press conference and his confrontation with Congress? Answer is none. How many well, of the demonstrators in Oakland, California, watched Comey on on TV? Answer none. How many of the the rioters in Baltimore or Ferguson or South Chicago who still vote? watched or had any interest in what Comey was going to say? Answer is none. I don't think Comey is going to cost her a, a, a full percentage of the vote. Well, it, let me play political sciences for a minute. In the states where it does count, you run those ads in Florida, you run those ads in Ohio, you run those ads in New Jersey, you run those ads in those swing states where those votes really do matter, you're going to have people who are going to question Hillary Clinton. And they're going to say, you know what, do I really want this woman as my commander-in-chief? She can't keep the basic American secrets to herself. Hell, China, North Korea, Cuba, Russia, they all have this confidential information at this point. Do we really want her with the nuclear codes? Do we really want her to hold our national secrets? See, that's going to be the what you have here within the last few weeks in this country. You have the security moms who are really taking an interest in this campaign. And what Comey said this week is a death nail for those people who want to vote on security. Right yeah. now, Hillary Clinton is going to she's going to pander to, to the entitlement class. Okay. And she's always going to win the entitlement class. But when it comes to those security moms, the real swing voters in this country, what Comey said is detrimental to her campaign. Well, and I, you, I know, you know what our, our only hope is? Our only hope is that because of the way the Electoral College is structured, the, the only way Trump can win is to get more electoral votes and, and still lose the popular vote, which has happened before. Yep. Because there will be more people voting for Hillary than vote for for Trump. 
fortunately for us, there's a shot that the way the Electoral College is structured, he may still win the election, but not by majority vote. Well, and I want to point out I want to point out something. You raised the, the question about the people that are, you know, waving the Mexican flag. I decided while you were talking to search Univision and even they have a side by side comparison of what Clinton said and what the FBI found. So they, this is why I'm saying this is not going to play out well in the court of public opinion because no matter the no matter the media source they are carrying at least the side-by-side comparison. So well, it, that's encouraging. I mean, it, it is. It, that's that's part of the reason I I wonder if we're at an alternate reality because I've never seen the news media have this much actual coverage. Now the 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 talking heads, the people on you mean you mean, you mean doing a good job? Doing it. We've doing, never seen yeah, much of the media trying to. Doing their actual job rather than sitting there trying to be the the mouthpiece for the DNC, you know. Okay, that's I, that's what I, I'm seeing. Maybe I won't need to drink tonight. <laughs> um, now it's interesting because I there are threats to our nation that are the the, the fabric of our of our country is is at risk. Um, we've 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 heard that said before the 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 concept of welcome to the point one, 0.01% of you know the the what happened with Hillary Clinton the concept of you know the rules don't apply to her i actually you know honestly with Hillary Clinton i i, I want to throw out a hashtag that we haven't used in a while haven't heard in a while and that is affluenza now, it, it, that word was created when when some punk kid that happened to be rich broke the law. It got out of it. It got out of the conviction, or at least got on. Didn't have to stay in jail. He, he killed people with a car. Yeah, he, he killed, killed people, people with a car. car. And and then he ran to Mexico with his mommy, and then had to be extradited back. And the judge originally let him go back to his home because I, I think the way that the that it was he, he defended it was well he's so rich he didn't know the rules, and they called it affluenza. Well, I think that's what we're seeing applied to Mrs. Clinton. Um, you know, but there there are there are dangers outside of our nation as well. You know, we still have um, Islamic jihadists that uh, that want to seek to destroy our country through multiple channels and and I'm going to bring in a, bring up a name that we haven't heard in a while because all the attention's been focused on the Islamic state uh, al-qaeda uh, has released an audio in which the purported son of Osama bin Laden threatens revenge against the US for assassinating his father this is not an old story. This was released, th- this was printed uh, today, actually. Uh, in the video released by uh, Al-Shabaab Saturday, Hazma bin Laden tells Americans they are accountable for the decisions of their leaders. He says Al-Qaeda will continue waging jihad or holy war against the U.S. in response to its oppression of Muslims. If you think that your sinful crime that you committed in Abbottabad has passed without punishment, then you thought wrong. Well, we never Americans raise you. Go ahead. 
every crazy Muslim jihadist in the world has threatened revenge against the United States. This guy's no different. He's probably carries less weight than the rest of them, and the threat that they pose hasn't gone up or gone down. Just find him and kill him, for heaven's sake. Well, you know, like father, like son, what I guess. Do, what we should do, the State Department or the CIA should send him a nice little email that says free goat porn, and instead <laughs> of having really good pictures that he wants to see... Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. Well, I'm trying to stay him here. But you show the little boy what we have done to his father and say, we can do the same thing to you without a problem, without any question, because we have the technology. You may live in the 7th century. We live in the 21st. And just show him the pictures. That's all we need to do. Actually, we should kill him and show everybody else the picture, just like we did his father. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to get arrested. Mm. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and and while these kinds of threats are being made, um, we have you know the the resurgence, the resurfacing, the I a part of me wants to say redirection, and um, you know, like I said, that that Machiavellian scheme concept of Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matter resurfacing um, <clears throat> because somebody decided to live stream. Uh, it's a video snippet of a black man of, of two different black men being shot by two different white officers, and as part of their part of his conversation, President Obama uh, called Sunday for greater tolerance, respect, and understanding from police officers toward the people they take an oath to, to protect, as well as from individuals who think the police are too heavy-handed and intolerant. Um, He's calling for another beer summit, it sounds like. But the thing that, that really... Let me, let, let me just read the headline. Obama compares Black Lives Matter protests to abolition and women's suffrage movements. You know, if he collapsed and died all of a sudden, they'd accuse God of a hate crime. Uh, hold on just pray. a second. Everyone, bow your heads and let's pray. How long, O oh Lord, must we suffer this buffoon? Take him from us at your earliest convenience, Lord. I think that was legal. <laughs> yeah. We're, we are a little over six months away from never hearing the words Barack Obama, President of the United States, again. We shall live with this for the next six months. And until then, we need to just bite our tongues. And we no. well because God knows we don't want President Biden okay. there. We don't. We and don't. We sure I, the hell don't want President Hillary. No. And and the thing is, is that for you know while you know we're not going to sit here and say oh he should he should X Y or Z to to um uh to decrease his oxygen utilization on this planet, you know we don't have to bite our tongues, and we you know. It, that's that's the thing that's frustrating about this is there are a lot of people. I, I didn't I didn't pray for anybody to do anything. I've asked God to intervene. I, I'm quite sure that at this moment, yet in this country, that remains legal. Maybe not for long, but right now that's still legal. It reminds me. I have to bite my tongue because you would censor every other word I will say. I know. That's um, how I feel about this person. 
don't disagree with you. You know, and it's and this this week has been crazy when it comes to you know the the, the everything that's happened. I, I that's the only word that I can use is crazy. You know, we had the two we had the two black men killed by white officers, and we got a snippet of the video, and I guarantee you that there is more to the story and, and more justification than than what than what the social media and the public media you know here i am praising the public media for what they were saying about hillary clinton and the emails and at the same time i'm i'm turning off my tv and shutting off my radio and listening to other things so that i don't so that i don't blow a blood vessel you know regarding the whole black lives matter thing because <clears throat> You know, one of the articles that I that I didn't uh, well, it's the last article about the uh, um, you know ending the show, CBS ending their show by listening to the um, listening to those critical of law enforcement. You know, but we we had an attack in Dallas on police after a peaceful rally, and listening to the interviews with the police chief with the organizer of the rally with it, it wasn't a protest it it was a protest in 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 that it was a march but it was more a rally than anything else you know the, the Dallas should set example it could set examples for how you know a peaceful nonviolent protest should be handled and arranged and organized with police and with the organizers they were, you know, they had their people, they had their say, the police were there protecting them, making sure that traffic didn't get in the way, making sure that everything was set. And then this guy decided decided that it was worth his while to hole up, and, and worth his while, worth his mission, his calling, to hole up as a sniper in in a parking garage and target white people and then we have some have a guy in Houston that was walking um down the middle of the street down the middle of the street carrying a revolver and when the officers and another and another witness said put down the gun man he pointed it at the air and then pulled it down like he was like he was drawing aim at the officers and they both did what they were supposed to do and pulled their triggers several times effectively yeah and then in ten- and, and then in Tennessee you have uh, another suspect and another person in Bristol Tennessee um that was um armed with at least two weapons, an automatic-style rifle, a pistol, and a large amount of ammunition, and he was just shooting at people on the highway. Um, killed uh, four people before the police got to him to kill him. Um, and, and all of these people are going on, um, on the mantra of kill the whites. Now let's let's go back to the Houston thing a little bit. Yeah, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because of the absolute miscarriage of justice that happened in Ferguson against the police officer, not against the the thug. Uh, body cameras now are becoming ubiquitous. 
And this is, the case, this is where the case of the body cameras and the video have saved the day for the police finally. Except for those things, we would have another hands-up-don't-shoot episode yep. in Houston. And even with the video, the activists are trying to turn this into another Ferguson. Uh, Mandy points out in Second Life, it, it, there were, they interviewed somebody right after the fact, people standing around who saw this character lower his weapon on the cops. And he was pointing at people. He was pointing it at pedestrians. Mm-hmm. And, and everything they did was correct. It was, quote, a good shoot, unquote. Mm-hmm. And th- they are gathering themselves now to have demonstrations about this poor gun-toting nitwit who was put down because he was pointing a loaded gun at people in the middle of the street. So th- there, maybe it's turning, maybe it is, but except for body cameras and another si- person taking a video, it wouldn't have turned in Houston this time. I it would have been hands up, don't shoot, and it would have been the same stuff all over again. Yeah. I'm going to share parts of a comment I made on a friend of the show's Facebook page last night. Barack Obama claimed that if he had a son, he would like Trayvon Martin. But what Obama fails to realize is that his ideology and the ideology of those who came before him pushed for the societal norms that caused these incidents to happen. What you had in Baton Rouge, what you had in Ferguson, what you had in Baltimore, what you had in a host of different areas across this country were a direct result of the ideology of the left in forsaking the dependent class by saying, you do not have to fit in the norms which is society. You are exempt from that. And because we want your vote, and because we need you as a dependent class, we will take care of you from cradle to grave. And what you have there is hopelessness. And a lot of the aspects of these issues comes from that aspect. There is no reason why a man who has a rap sheet longer than my arm should still be walking the street. But you have that in the incident in Baton Rouge. You have that in the incident in Baltimore. You have that in the incident in Ferguson. Yet you do not blame the person. You do not blame the societal norm. You blame the police department. But let's officers. talk about this. Talk about Tennessee, Joseph, I'm to carry on where you're going but here. You talk, you talk I mean, about all of it. You, at this point, do you, do you, you think they're going to call that a hate crime? At this you point, think they're you going to call what happened in Tennessee a hate crime? Who is pushing the agenda? The media is pushing the agenda of the stereotypical norms that the left has purpose for society. If you look at all of the networks, you don't see the truth anymore. I saw a great meme on Facebook this morning that said, do not watch the media. Love your neighbor. And to be honest with you, that is the greatest thing I have seen all week. Because if you look at the lies and the biases of each of the alphabet networks, you're going to see the agenda that they are pushing. Rather, be it it be liberal media, conservative media, libertarian media, what have you. They're all pushing a narrative. But in hindsight, the society that we are living in today has been corrupted by people with their own special self-interest. They don't give a damn about anyone else except their own needs. And that's the unfortunate <sighs> truth to these tragedies that have happened over the last now, now, year. I, 
I, I want to jump in real quick. I do have a small, cor- I do have a big correction to make. In, I said that in Tennessee, the guy, the guy killed four people. No, he killed one person. Um, there was another person that was in serious but stable condition, and then two um, minor wounds. Two two individuals were mi- had minor wounds. Regardless, he he did this with the intent to kill white people, and and. You know, it, these are now, this is the third, or this is the second copycat of Dallas. Well, not exactly, but say mantra. And yet, our commander-in-chief sits in an ivory tower and makes the comparison between Black Lives Matter and the abolition, mo- and the abolition movement and the, the movement to get votes for women. I, I'm sorry that that just those don't line up for me, and I, and I'm and I'm trying to understand how he can draw that. Besides the fact that he's just saying stuff now just to get people's blood boiling because he knows he can. Um, Larry, you wanted to jump in on the uh, on the Tennessee shooting. Well, I think it's. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's like kicking the de- a dead horse. Yeah, but. Um, all of these people line up looking for uh, hate crimes, except only white people can commit hate crimes. Mm-hmm. The, the shooting in Dallas was, by definition, a hate crime. The shooting in Tennessee was, by definition, a hate crime. If you call it a hate crime, then you are a racist. So they, they immediately reflect back. I mean, I saw something by Judge Janine last night, which really nailed it, I thought. She, she kept sweeping this stuff away, the politically correctness and all this other stuff. She said, what is going on here isn't a, a strive for freedom and it isn't a striving for justice. It's lawlessness. It's anarchy. These are people who are trying to bring about the state of lawlessness and anarchy in this country. They are trying to destroy the United States of America. And any other motivation we put on this is false. Barack Obama and I, I think to, that makes sense to me. Barack Obama tries to conflate the women's suffrage movement, the civil rights movement, and the abolitionist movement as the victims of the past. When in hindsight, the people who were fighting for women's voting rights and for civil rights and for abolition were conservative Republicans who hey. believed in the Constitution and thought that the thought what the Constitution meant was that all people were free, no matter your sex, gender, or any other factor. Now, one thing, you, I am from Louisiana. I'm only about an hour south of Baton Rouge, so I have been bombarded with both state, local, and national news according about this subject. No one in the national headlines has mentioned a case that happened a few days prior to the one in Baton Rouge, where a white woman who was a fast food manager was brutally murdered by, by a thug who tried to rob her. And once he gave the money up, he brutally murdered her anyway. No one ever talked about her in the news, but we have this piece of human garbage who has a rap sheet longer than my truck that has been walking the streets because of the failure of the Justice Department to put him in prison for the rest of his life. But he makes national headlines because of the color of his skin and the mantra that this president and his administration wants to tout to the rest of the American public. 
I am sick and I'm tired of this crap. No, you're, and you're not the we only one. You're, you're not the only one. Of course, then again, Obama says that people of goodwill will prevail. <sighs> well, I will say this. I am not going to judge this man anymore. I will let God judge him. And once he meets his maker, I will be laughing at God's judgment. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, on a show, Joseph, you and I were on, there was one question and that was asked, and it was, you know, what was, you know, what, how, can, how can this be fixed? How can this be, be handled now? And, or at least that was my interpretation of, of what he said, uh, of what the question was. And my answer, quite honestly, was body cameras. Um, because apparently, you know, the, the, the social media users are within Black Lives Matters uh, have been trained well enough to know to, you know, have that live stream, um, have that live stream button ready and what they do is anytime they think they see something they can start streaming it and then they can stop when it doesn't turn out to be what they think it's going to be and in this case but 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 the reason the reason the reason that i said body cameras is because the police departments can turn around and release the video once it's been uh, once it's been vetted and refute what the you know what the social media uh, inflame the, the edited streams. The edited streams seem mm -hmm. to indicate. Yeah, exactly. And and as as the body the case, cams refuted. Exactly, and that's that's really. And they don't even have to be this big, you know, strap around the chest, and it looks like a GoPro. No, that you walk into a spy store, and there are pen cameras that that sit in a pocket and can sit and record video. And it's and it's wide angle and and everything. So I mean, there are multiple options that are available. I say if they really want to stop this, then and and I know that uh, I know that Toad probably not agree with this, but let's come up with some way to get the dollars in the pockets of at least the urban police departments, so that the officers can be armed with these cameras. For their own defense, I, I I fully agree. I think body cameras are a, an excellent idea, as long as there are certain qualifications added to it. I.e., you you cannot have a case where a cop is able to arbitrarily turn off their camera, and you have to have a way of vetting that the camera's footage remains unadulterated as well, which, I mean, it should be, you would, I hate the term common sense, it should be common sense, but just me saying that to a lot of people, that's going to automatically translate out to, well, you don't trust the cops to do the right thing, to which the answer is no. Yeah. Well, and, but, and there are but already... I'm not, the, I, you know, I'm not the only one who would say that. If they, if the, and I know exactly how they can vet, how they can make sure that that video is, is vettable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the only person that's going to suggest that. As long as you have a way of pointing back and saying, "Hey, yeah, this is this is vetable. Here's how you can do it," then that lead, lends credence. Uh, the only other thing I'd say, though, is that body cameras are by no means a panacea, and they bring their own problems as well. Oh, I, uh, absolutely. There are a lot of privacy concerns, especially absolutely. with the with the coming rise of facial recognition. 
but there are also larger, larger societal things that need to happen. We have to end the war on drugs. We have to abolish civil forfeiture, a.k.a. legalized theft. Yeah, but this isn't... And these are the things that are not talked about. Yeah, but here's the thing. In the case of the, uh, was it Minnesota, where was, where was the shooting? Was it uh, not Baton Rouge, the other one, Minneapolis? Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep. Um, well, near, near Minneapolis. Near, near St. Paul. Actually. Near St. Paul. You know, the guy was, no, was on video the day before having robbed a store. Um, and there's oh, oh. there's some talk. I mean, in both cases, there was video he evidence looked, that, that was like on the video. He looked okay. like the guy in the video. Yeah, that's not an important distinction to make. True. Yes, it is. I, I, True. You know, let me sum everything up. We're out of time, unfortunately. Um, yeah, we could, we could go on, and you're right, you know, Toa, it's not a panacea, and there, the legislation would have to be worded and crafted with the with a lot of thought and a lot of assistance, and you know that's that that's my one fear is that we get another um, New York Safe Act, you know, something that is created in the middle of the night, pushed through without a lot, without any talk, without any uh, without any review, without any input from the police. Um, or from you know you know for from civil rights and and um, privacy privacy advocacy groups. Um, that's my one fear on suggesting you know a nationwide push for for body cameras. And I, and I said um, I, I said urban. Somebody asked is that code. I would say put it in any large metropolitan area um, because that's where these things happen. You don't hear about these uh, about these shootings in. Um, I'm just I'm just going to throw out Binghamton because it's yeah. white on white. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, I mean, true. Black on black. Is, if it's out in if it's out in uh, rural areas, you also have less press. But you you can't just say that this doesn't happen. You can't. No, I'm not. But if, but, let, uh, but let, let's be honest. We would be delighted for an immediate eighty percent fix. Yeah. To complain about the twenty percent that doesn't get covered is really uh it's obstruction. Yeah. yeah that's we eighty percent an eighty percent fix would be freaking wonderful. Absolutely. I've said what the eighty percent fix is, it's just they'll never do it. So anyway The point is that any solution is gonna have negative sides to it. It is. Yeah, there, there is no free punch. Exactly. Exactly. And, and just just because we can find something on the tails of the bell curve that isn't to our liking doesn't mean that most of the bell curve isn't really nice. True. True. All right, guys. Well, we're we're over time, and uh, I want to thank everybody for being a part of the call. Good turnout in Second Life. If you want to send comments, you can email conservativepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash frontporchpoliticaltalk. You can find us on Twitter at ECConservative, and you can visit our website at frontporchtalk.net. Uh, if you liked what you heard, we ask you to, to blog about us. Tell five of your friends. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at EC Conservative. If you didn't like what you heard, you know what? We'll invite you to join us next weekend where um, hopefully we're not necessarily in an alternate reality, and you will probably hear different words in a different order. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Have a great night. Good night, Chuck. You send that, me that email. They won't prosecute you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.